KMTT Wednesday Yud Chet Sivan Today's Shia which I will be giving is the Shia in Mesechet Brachot Halacha Ve'agada Last week we discussed the Ma'amar in Brachot of Gimel Amud Bet concerning David HaMelech who would get up in the middle of the night to learn Torah and we discussed the difference, the contrast between learning Torah in the middle of the night or saying Sefer Tehilim in the middle of the night. This concerns the personality of the Bidah Melech, concerns the personality of he who is trying to serve God, is trying to find God. And the truth was, I took the idea of the middle of the night as being, I guess, more or less a, a quasi-romantic background. What do you do in the middle of the night? It has to do with the innermost searchings for one's soul. I mentioned the Agadah in Barishit Rabbah about what Yaakov Avinu did in the middle of the night. The same two possibilities of learning Torah or saying Tehidim. Today, I'd like to refer to a, a, a different aspect of the same Amar, specifically the night and learning Torah at night. The Mechaber, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, Halacha Lemaisa, that there's a special obligation to learn Torah at night. Arachayim Simen Reish Lamed Chet, it's almost the last, the third to the last Siman, in that part of Arachayim, which is the daily, the daily routine. So at the very, very end, right before Kriyat uh, Shema there's an entire Siman Shulchan Aruch, which is devoted to learning Torah at night. Sif Aleph, Reish Lamed Chet, Sif Aleph says, Tzarech lizaher bilimud halayla yoter mi b'shel yom. Ve'havavat lo onsho meruba. person has to be more careful, has to invest more effort to learn Torah at night than to learn Torah by day. And cancelling it, uh, missing out on it, on Shomeruba, there is a, a, a great punishment for it. That's the Psak of the Shulchan Aruch. There's a special reason to learn Torah at night, more even than by day. Uh, this is based on a whole string of Gemara. The, the Gra does us the favor on the spot of quoting uh, six, I believe, six different Gemara. Uh, we're going to discuss a few of them today. One of the Gemara, the, the, the Gra quotes, is our Gemara from last week, about how David HaMelech would get up, the kinor that was over his bed would blow on the northern wind at midnight, wake him up, and then he would be Oseg Batorah at Shalei Amud As the Gra understands the Gemara, simply saying, and why? Why did he do that? Why didn't he just learn Torah whenever he had a chance? Why did he have this special uh, alarm clock arrangement to wake him up at midnight to learn Torah. So the Gemara says, you see from this, there is a special obligation. The Vedah Melech made a special effort. He, he woke himself up in order to learn Torah at night. I think the reason why the Gemara is quoting it is to show that there is more of an obligation at night than at day. Therefore, it required a special a special effort. There are more explicit Gemara. I want to discuss all of them. Uh, the first Gemara that the Gemara quotes, Gemara in in Chagiga. The Gemara in Chagiga, Dafid Bet Amud Bet says, Amarish Lakish, Kol Ha'osek Batorah Balayla, Hakadosh Baruchu Moshe Chalav Chutcha Chesed Bayon. He, anyone who learns Torah at night, God, I'm translating now literally, God draws a thread of Chesed, of grace and kindness, a thread of Chesed kindness a thread of, of grace and kindness over him by day. Yomam Hashem Chasto Shiro Imit Fila Kelchai. 
Pesuk in Tehilim says that God will direct or command His grace and at night His song is with me. So obviously Reish Lakish is understanding at night His song is with me means that I'm learning Torah. So here we have an example. This relates back to what we discussed last week. That the Gemara understands that learning Torah at night is called Shira. The whole Shia last week was devoted to the contrast between learning Torah at night and doing Shira. Shirim betush bachot, saying Sefer at night. In this particular Pasuk, Rishlaka says that Uvalayla Shiro imi, at night his song, God's song is with me, means I'm learning Torah. Just mentioning that to keep in, keep in one's mind. But this is what Rishlaka says. If you learn Torah at night, then the whole day a thread of chesed is drawn over you. In order to understand this mamar, I think we have to go back three lines in the very same Gemara. Where there's another drasha from the same from the same pasuk. The Gemara there is discussing the heavens. There are seven different names given to the heavens. One of them is Ma'on. And why is it called Ma'on? So the Gemara on the same Mahmud in Chakiga, Yud Bet Bet says, Ma'on, Shabo Kitot Shamalachaya Sharet, Shomrot Shira Balaila. Ma'on is the place where there are groups of angels, of ministering angels, who say Shira Balaila, they say song at night. V'chashot bayom, but they're quiet by day, mipnei kivodan shal Yisrael. By day they don't say anything. Why? Because of the honor of Israel. Masha explains, because during the day Israel, the Jews, are saying Shira, so the Malachim don't say anything. But at night, these Malachim who live in the place called Ma'on, they are saying Shira. How do we know this? Shene'emar, yomam yitzaveh Hashem chastau, v'alayla shiro imit fila lekelchai. So it's understanding Pasuk totally differently, that during the day, Kadosh Baruch is commanding His grace, but at night He has the song, meaning here the song of the Malachim, not the song of the Jews who are learning to love, the song of the Malachim. The Malachim only say song at night, but they're quiet during the day, Yisrael. I think this is the key to understanding the halacha of learning Torah at night. It seems to me clear that in terms of the mitzvah of learning Torah, there is no greater obligation to learn Torah at night than by day. Torah is Torah. You're supposed to learn Torah. It says, You're supposed to learn Torah day and night. You're supposed to learn Torah as much as you can. When you're sitting and when you're walking, when you're jogging and when you're driving, to put in a little push for the for KMTT. The midst of Talmud Torah is intellectual. It, it means learning God's Torah. There's no, internally, in terms of the definition of Talmud Torah, there's no difference between day and night. There's surely no more reason to learn at night than there is to learn at day. You should learn whenever you have a chance. Why then do we have this ma'amah and other ma'amah which we're soon going to quote that say that there's a special reason to learn Torah at night what does night mean? what does night mean in the in, in the Agadah in the, in the understanding of Chazal we have an association sometimes in Mamei Chazal that see night as being galut as being a time of trouble and this is undoubtedly true 
in many Mamarei Chazaf. For instance, on the same daf, Chagiga, daf Yud Bet Amid Bet, there was another Mamar of Eshlakesh about the same Pasuk, where he says that Yomar Mesel Hashem Chasto Uvalayla Shiro Imi, that he who learns Torah in this world, which is called night, God will have chesed for him in the next world, which is called day. Now, as you take night and day to mean this world and the next world. And, and I, I think we're correct in assuming that this world is a time of great trouble. Nonetheless, you learn the next world, which is a time of joy and peace. Kishbaruch pays you back. But even that, I think you have to understand. Why is that true? Why do we assume, why do we associate darkness with, with trouble and with exile? And I think the reason is, the reason in Chazal is, 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 is simpler. Night is a time of darkness. Darkness means there's no light. And light is the presence of God. And darkness is when there is no presence of God. You say, is this merely association? No, I think it's a metaphysical truth. The night, when it's dark, and when we're sleeping, is the time when there is little activity of Kiddush Hashem. If last week, or excuse me, two weeks ago, we talked about the meaning of a Beit HaKneset, the meaning of Tefillah Barabim. So I said that God's presence in the world is dependent, is created, is inherent in the activity of the Jewish people. When you, they were talking about davening, when you call out on God's name, that's when God is found. Basically the world and God are two different worlds. God is Bashamayim, God is in the heavens. God is in the Olam in the next world. This world is a created world. It doesn't, in a natural sense, have the presence of God. Of course, if you have the eyes of faith, you can see God in it. The heavens tell the glory of God. But that's something which has to be done. It has to be injected. The natural world, as it's, as it in and of itself, does not exhibit God's presence. How does God become present in the world? Because artificially, in other words, through human effort, we put God in the world. And I talked then about tefillah, about kedusha, about davening b'tzibur. The night is a time when there is no human activity because men sleep when it's dark. The lightness and the darkness reflect that fact. Obviously, biologically, it's the other way around. You sleep at night because it's dark. But, but metaphysically, the two of them go together. Man sleeps and the world sleeps and the activity of man is latent and the presence of God is hidden and quiescent. And that's why, to explain the Mama about the Malachim, the Malachim say song at night. But at day they don't say song. They kibodan shal The Jews say song during the day. The whole Jewish life, living a life of Torah, is the song of the Jews. And that's what God wants. At night time, it's missing. It's lacking. And then, Shira is said by the Malachim. What does it mean, Shira is said by the Malachim? It's a tragedy. It means that this world doesn't express the glory of God. But in the upper world, in the heavens, there there is no night. So in the heavens, the Malachim, of course, maintain the glory of God. In the heavens, God's glory is constant. But in our, and so, in our world, in this world, God's glory is by day, and night is exile. And it's also, I think the two of them go together, it's also a time of troubles that, 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 that follows. Since God isn't present, it's, in fact, reflective and reminiscent and parallel to galut and trouble in general.
in light of this, I think we can understand the Mama of Reish Lakish about learning Torah at night. He who learns Torah at night is doing that which is missing in the natural course of time. This Mama of Lakish is the corrective to the Mama about the angels. In the normal course of events, at night, God's glory is only in heaven. But there is a way to correct that. And that is Talmud Torah at night. Just as we discussed in the previous weeks that tefillah is the presence of God. And that was a clear, and I think obvious understanding, that the, the name of God in your mouth, by calling out on God's name, which is tefillah, that is God's presence. But so too, learning Torah, even though you don't call out God's name. When you learn Torah, you might mention God's name. Torah is about the subject. It's about you're learning Baba Kama. You're learning about one person who stole a vessel from another person. Didn't mention God's name there. I talked about sinners. You're learning Baba Two people sell. One sells a cow to another. When you learn Torah, you don't mention God's name, but you are recreating Chochmatol Shalalukim. You are recreating the wisdom, the content of God's thought is now in your mouth, in your mind, in your chavuta, in your learning. So the actual learning of Torah, it's not just that it's a mitzvah. It's good to do a mitzvah at night. But learning Torah is not just doing God's will, it's, it's, it's bringing God into your existence. You're, you're discussing Torah, I'll go a little bit further, you're learning chavusa with God. You're discussing God's Torah. And God's Torah, God's Torah is in the world and God is in the world. So there are two different methods for having Hashra'at Shechina. Shechina Ba'olam. Shechina. The presence of God in the world is by two different things. One is through Tefillah Birabim and the other one is through Talmud Torah. Why is Talmud Torah at night uh, valued differently than Talmud Torah by day? Not because it's a greater mitzvah. There's nothing to do with the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. But Talmud Torah at night not only is a keem of a mitzvah. Five minutes of Torah is five minutes of mitzvah. Talmud Torah at night is also creating the presence of God where otherwise it wouldn't be found. It's, so to speak, a chesed, remember that word, a chesed for God. Because he who learns Torah at night is the sole foundation for God's presence in a world that otherwise would be a world of darkness and absence. In other words, learning Torah at night is light, is bringing, is, is shining the sun at night, making it a, a, a time of, of human activity, human hashra'at shechina. In the natural of course of events, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be. And that's what Lakish says. Kol ha'oseik b'Torah b'Laila k'dosh b'ochu moshech alav chutzel chesed b'yom. Why chesed? You want to say that he who learns Torah at night will get a reward. Why chut shel chesed? Notice also the word chut shel chesed. The pasuk says, Yomam yitzava Hashem chasto. God will command His chesed, His kindness. Rish Lakish expressed that it's rare for Amorim to be more poetical than David HaMelech. David HaMelech said chesed. Rish Lakish says chut shel chesed, mashachalav. He, he draws a thread of chesed over you. What does it mean? I think Rish Lakish is saying, if you learn Torah at night, you're doing a chesed for God. You are volunteering to be the base of God's presence in a world that otherwise He wouldn't be present. God is, so to speak, banished to the heavens at night to listen to the Malachim. 
But God created the world to be in the world. And at night, you get up in the middle of the night when men are supposed to be asleep, when everything is dark, and you light a candle, and you sit and you learn Torah. So you are now drawing God back into the world. That's chesed for God, so therefore God gives you chesed in return. Chut shel chesed. I think the word chut here means it's the chut of connection. Try, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just imagining this, but chut shel chesed, mashuch alav. Above you is drawn a thread of chesed. What does the thread do? Threads connect two things. I think the thread of chesed connects you, your head, your mouth, your mind, to, to the upper world, to God. You've connected the two worlds, because otherwise the two worlds are divorced at night. But you've drawn God back down into the world. The Chut Shal Chesed, Bayom, was created by you at night. You do Chesed for God by drawing a thread, a, a, a cable. In, in my own mind, maybe I'm being too, uh, too imaginative now. I, I, I see a man sitting and learning Torah. There's a steel cable connected to his mind, and above that there's this hot air balloon. The heavens. That, that, that's the Chut Shal Chesed. Which remains it for you all all day long. That's the value of learning Torah at night. I think that's the reason why Torah at night is called Shira. Last week I devoted myself to explaining that Torah and Shira are two different things. Two different aspects. Totally different aspects, even almost contradictory aspects of the human personality. That's true in terms of the intellectual content of Torah. But the aspect of Torah at night is not only its intellectual aspect. You're only thinking about the Torah you're learning. But this Torah has a special activity, a special consequence. And its consequence is a kind of shira. Balayla shiro imi tefillah lekel chai. It's like tefillah. Not that you're davening. Not that you're singing shira. Not that you're using the poetical side of your, of your brain. You're not using your right brain rather than your left brain. You're using your left brain. And you're thinking intellectually, not poetically. But the tefillah itself is a shira. It's the presence of God. Just like shirim v'tushpachot during the day. And that's why v'alayla shiro imi tefillah lekel chayim. The Gemara in Erev in Bet, which the Gemara in, in Arachayim quotes as another source for the Halacha that wants you to learn at night, says, Amar Rabbi Yirmiya ben Al-Azhar, called Bayit Shnishma'im bo Divrei Torah balayla shuv eno nechav. Strange, Mama, if you learn Torah at night in the house, the house won't be destroyed. If you learn Torah in the day, who knows, your house might be destroyed. If you learn Torah at night in your house, your house will not be destroyed. Again, I say, I don't think it's because it's a greater mitzvah. What he's saying is, remember we said two weeks ago that a Beit Knesset is a place that one should daven even if there's no minion there. And I explained why. Davening is the presence of God. A building that is dedicated to tefillah is a testimonial to the presence of God even when we're not davening there. And that's also there for the presence of God. Because it says, here people daven. As bayit shenishmabo divrei Torah balayla, a place a room, a house, where people learn at night, that bayit is a monument to God's presence in the world even at night. You've completed and rectified the flaw in creation whereby God created the world so that His glory should be in it and yet 
it's not the world doesn't isn't able to support God's presence at night until you came along and you learned Torah in this house. That house is a is a testimonial to God's presence. And therefore, it's Shechina. That house, even when at this moment you're not learning there by day or by night, but the house itself is a testimonial to the presence of God, and therefore it reflects Shechina. It reflects the presence of God. Rabbi Yirmiyah says, "Shuv eino nechrav." This idea that there's a special need to make a special effort to show somehow God's presence at night, even though there's no human activity, is reflected in another area of halacha, one which is not nohig, uh, does not does not exist today. In the Beit Hamikdash, korbanot are brought only by day. When it comes the setting of the sun, the sun sets they lock the doors, they close the doors of the Beit HaMikdash and you cannot do any avodah. Avodah, no service of God, no activity. There are two timidim, two sacrifices brought every day, tamid shal shacharit, which we dab in shacharit. Next to it, a, a parallel to it, tamid shal ben ha'arbaim, we dab in mincha, and that's it. After the korban, after the korban, tamid shal ben ha'arbaim, the second tamid is brought, no other korban is brought. What happens at night? Is the Beit HaMikdash really shut down at night? Well, it's shut, it's closed. We know we'd have in three tefillah today. There's a tefillah at night. Tefillah at night is arvit. Parallel to what? There is no korban at night. It's parallel to hektar ivarim. The parts of the animal which were burnt on the Mizbeach, let's say you brought these two tmidim by day. Two daily sacrifices. So they're brought, they're, they, they're brought to the Mizbeach, they're slaughtered, the blood is sprinkled on the Mizbeach, all that's by day. Then you take the parts of the animal which are burnt, and you put them on the Mizbeach. That remains on the Mizbeach and burns all night. Adalotashacha, till the next dawn. Parallel to that, we dive in Ma'ariv. Now the truth is, Ma'ariv has a special status in Halacha. Uh, we paskin, it's a machloket in the Gemara, we paskin that Tfilat Arvit Rishut. It's Literally, a voluntary tefillah, not a mandatory tefillah. So there's a whole discussion in the poskim as to how voluntary it really is. Halacha the Maisi, you have to dab in Ma'arvit, but it has the nature of less than mandatory. I'm not going to get into that question. It's called Rishut. And I think that's the idea. The idea is that there is no human activity at night. There really isn't. But a person can, can, can somehow force himself to be awake when he's supposed to be sleeping. And that's a voluntary activity to reflect, to keep it up. And what does it keep up? The relationship is the burning of the parts of the, of the animal where the, act, the real activity was done by day. But you continue it. You let the light shine forth. Remember the simile of light in the dark. If the parts of the animal are burning on the Mizbeach, on the altar, all night, then there is fire. There is the light, the light of the activity that I did during the day. I did something during the day and it created light or fire which burns, perhaps low, but burns all night long so that the presence of God should not be absent even at night. It's also a pasuk in the Torah about the Tamid in the beginning of Pashat Sav. Zot Torah Ta'olah, Hi Ha'olah, Al Mizbeach, Al Mukta Al Mizbeach, Kol Alayla, the Olah, which is the Korban Tamid, the daily sacrifice, is on its place of burning on the altar all night. It stays there all night and the fire of the altar should burn, should seethe in the 
sacrifice which was brought during the day. Because we bring sacrifice during the day so that the fire, the light, should burn all night. I think that's the same thing as being done here in terms of Torah. Between you and me, if you learn at night, there's a good chance that in terms of the mitzvah Talmud Torah, it might even be less than during the day. Maybe. There's a good chance because in the day you were wide awake and therefore you were able to learn better. And in terms of the mitzvah Talmud Torah, there is an ingredient, there is a component that says how well one learns, how wide awake and alert and intelligent one is as part of the mitzvah. And at night it could be a little bit sleepy. So that the actual mitzvah might even be less. I don't want to make a big deal of this, but it might even be less. But by continuing the Torah, letting the Torah the day continue into the night, that's the Eish HaMizbeach Tukad Ba. The Gemara in Menachot, which is another Gemara that the Gura quotes, citing as a proof text for the Pesach HaLachan, the Shulchan Aruch that we began with. The Gemara in Menachot, Tafkufamudbet says, Shir HaMa'alot, Hinei Baruchu, Et Hashem, call Ovdei Hashem, call Avdei Hashem, Ha'omdim Bevet Hashem Balelot. One of the Pirkei Shir Hamalot in Tehilim. Behold, bless God, you servants of God, who stand in the house of God by night. And I think what bothers the Gemara is that at night there are very few people standing in the house of God. Because I said the Beit HaMikdash is closed down at night. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Eilu Talmidei Chachamim. Ha'oskim ba'Torah ba'Laila, ma'ale alehem ha'katov ki'ilu asukim ba'avoda. Rav Yochan says these are Talmidei Chachamim who learn, who engage in Torah at night. So the pasuk treats them as though they were engaged in avoda, in the service of God, meaning the Beit Hamikdash. Now, it doesn't say this, but I think it's fair to say if they're learning Torah at night, and that's what Rav Yochan said, that's what the pasuk said. Then the avodah they're doing is the avodah the night, but there is no avodah at night. So if you learn Torah at night, it's as though you're doing avodah, but you're parallel to nothing. It's very strange to find a mouth that says if you do A, then it's as though you did B, where B couldn't be done. But the answer is there is avodah at night. What's the avodah at night? It's relatively passive. It's the burning of the parts of the animal on the mizbeach all night. Those animals which were brought in the previous day. Hector Evarim It's exactly my point. If you learn Torah at night, so you're shining the light on the Mizbeach when technically it should have been closed. Everyone's gone to sleep. The Kohen have gone home. They've locked the doors. But nonetheless, this Mizbeach doesn't turn itself down. Chas v'shalom that there should be no Shekhinah at night. What keeps the Shekhinah present in the world at night? The Eish HaMizbeach Tukad Bo, the fire of the altar, which burns on the remnants of the parts of the animal which were placed on the Mizbeach before the sunset. And so too, Bizman Hazer, when there is no Beit HaMikdash, and I think even when there was a Mikdash. But so too, Talmidei Chachamim who learn at night, so aside from the Mitzvah Tamut which is timeless and not connected to sun or moon, but they are maintaining the Shekhinah. They are themselves the receptacles and the vessels for Shekhinah in an otherwise dark and cold, bleary world. And that is, they are doing the Avodat Halayla. They are doing the Eish HaMizbeach Tukad Bo. To come back to Al-Gemarin Bechot, which we read last week. The Gemarin Bechot said two things. One, it said 
Dabra Melech really learned Torah all night. How could that be? He says he only got up at midnight. So the Gemara said the first half of the night he was mitnamnem kesus. He was drowsing like a horse. Rashi explained half awake, half asleep. He was like learning Torah half awake, half asleep. What does it mean? I think that's what we just described. You continue the learning of the day. You learn during the day uh, with 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 uh, diligence, with with energy, and then at night the Torah seethes like the parts of the animal on the fire of the Mizbeach. Low flame seething. But then the Gemara adds that at midnight the north wind would blow on the Kinorosh of David on David's harp, wake him up and then he would be mitkaber ka'avi. He would arise like a lion. He would be wide awake. And that's really saying something extra. You not only keep up the Torah during the day but in the middle of the night David HaMelech would begin to learn with full energy. He wasn't satisfied with just maintaining a little bit of daytime. The last vestiges of light should shine through the night. But he literally lit a lamp in the middle in the middle of the night. He made the night like day. He began his next day's Torah, so to speak, already in the night, in order to eliminate completely the distinction between night and day in terms of Shechina. So this is not, this is not quoted lahalacha. Shulchan doesn't say you should get up in the middle of the night and learn with full strength. It says you should make an effort to have Torah at night as well. And that's a halacha lamaisa in the Shulchan Aruch. What I've tried to explain is what its nature is. The nature of Torah at night is not merely a mitzvah to learn at night as well as by day. It's surely not a mitzvah to learn more at night than at day. But it's a mitzvah to use one's learning at night to do the impossible, to become like Malachim, to eliminate completely the distinction between heaven and earth, so that the presence of God, Shechina Ba'olam, which rests on the spiritual activities of the Jewish people, should be present not only by day, and Chas Shalom exiled by night, but that we eliminate the exile by bringing God's presence in Talmud Torah, in learning Torah, by day and by night, so that not even for one second should the world be devoid of the presence of Abakadosh Baruch Hu. For the Halachay Yomit, a short Halachay Yomit, which is both the continuation of today's Shiur and, and also the Halachay that we're up to. The Sif and the Shulchan Aruch I mentioned that says that one should make an effort to learn Torah at night because it's more important to learn Torah at night even more than by day. In the Shulchan Aruch, this Halachay is quoted Before the se'if about Kriyat Shema Alamita, saying Kriyat Shema before one goes to sleep, implying that the learning Torah that the Mechaber is talking about is before one goes to sleep. It was not the Halachai mentioned in the Shiur of David Amelach who would sleep and then wake up to learn Torah. Mechaber doesn't think that there's a Halacha like that. He doesn't quote any Halacha like that. So you should learn Torah by night, and he's almost explicitly talking about make sure you learn before you go to sleep. That's why. This is after Tefillat Arvit and before Kriyat Shema Alamita. There are two reasons why people would get up in the middle of the night. One is because of the Gemara Bachot of today's Shiur, not quoted the Shulchan Aruch. It says that one should get up to learn, but that's not quoted Alacha. The other thing is what's called Tikkun Tikkun Chatzot, a custom of mourning the Beit Hamikdash. It's not a normative Halacha when the Beit Hamikdash existed. 
But after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, custom of rising, arising in the middle of the night to mourn the Beit HaMikdash. Kumi roni balayla l'rosh ha-shmurot. Shifchi chamayim libech nochach p'nei Hashem. Pasuk in Eicha, pasuk in the book written in mourning for the Beit HaMikdash, of getting up in the middle of the night, and here it's explicit, arising. Not saying at the end of the day, but saying it bursting through one's inability to sleep when the Beit HaMikdash is burning, it's destroyed. And having a kind of lamentations, Tikkun Chatzot to the Beit HaMikdash. Tikkun Chatzot still exists, it's not all that common in, in modern Jewry. People do, there are people who observe Tikkun Chatzot, anyone who's been in Yushalayim, goes to the Kotel at Chatzot, can see, can see Tikkun Chatzot. But to return to the Siman that I began the Shir today with, the Psaq of Shulchan Aruch about Tamut Torah, after Tfilat Arvit, before one goes to sleep, one should make sure to learn some Torah. If you haven't listened to KMTT during the day, play it at night on your home computer. Or have a chavuta, or learn Torah. And the reason I explained it today, Shiur, I won't repeat it, it's not part of the Halachan Shulchan Aruch. But, Hamavatlo on Shomeruba, the price, the punishment for canceling Talmud Torah at night is very great. It's not just the, 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 the transgression of Bitul Torah, which is something which we daily deal with by having the tension between the midst of learning Torah and our daily lives to everything else we have to do. But at night, there's an added element of making sure that someone learns at night, making sure that you learn at night, making sure your house is a house in which Shekhinah shines at night. And therefore, indeed, one should make a special effort to fulfill this halacha. Halacha, it's not Agada. It, this is halacha, according to Shulchan Aruch, because of the Agadic philosophic metaphysical reasons that we discussed in today's shiur. And that's all for today. You've been listening to the shiur in Mesechet Barachot, Halacha Agada. I am Ezra Beck. I gave the shiur. And this has been KMTT, the Torah podcast. KMTT is a service of Yeshivat HaRetzion in Alon Shavut Gush Etzion, Eretz Yisrael. The Yeshiva, the Yeshiva of the world. Torah podcast. Everyone should learn every day. Tomorrow, we'll be back in Yitz Hashem with Yeshua and Pashat HaShavua. Until then, wishing you Kol Tov Bibirkat HaTorah Mitzion. And we'll be back tomorrow.